Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and it's finally arrived. The season of Loki is here, and we have everything you need for this first episode breakdown. And to help me break this episode down, I've got my great friend Robert here with us. Rob, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Glad to have you. I think I think we've got a ton to talk about. I know when we oh, yeah. were discussing this beforehand, uh, at least for me, I feel like there was a lot there's a lot in this episode comparatively to the first episodes of Falcon and WandaVision. So if you're cool with it, maybe we'll just start there with like what overall thoughts of this first episode and maybe co- comparatively to the first episodes of the prior two shows. Uh, comparatively, I think this is the best one as far as like starting, starting off. Yep. I, th- I thought this is really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as much as I love the other two, this one, this one, hands down, was the best start, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I was very pointed to say that the first, comparing the first episodes, because as the show got into maybe 10 minutes in, I was like, this might be my favorite show ever. And I was yeah. like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> like, we got all these other episodes of Falcon and whatnot. Like, you can't just compare it to one episode, Alex. So, uh, but yeah, I think same thing. I It blew me out of the water and it felt like a Marvel show in the same way that Falcon felt like a Marvel show, except I'm the kind of guy, I guess, you know, I, I love the Easter eggs and I love the teases right. and I love, especially love lore. And Falcon doesn't have that. That is all future forward thinking, which is awesome and it's perfect. And then WandaVision is completely different. I mean, like the first few episodes of WandaVision has nothing. Like it's just a quirky show, which is great in its own right. But again, like when you're coming for a Marvel show, this is what you're looking for. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. I only really had one nitpick with it as I was thinking about it, which was, uh, and, and again, this is just the, the angsty Marvel fan in me is, you know, I always get very upset that Marvel and Disney release clips and trailers uh, every day of the uh-huh. year for all these shows. And not only that, I saw that there was ones where like Tom Hiddleston was like, let's recap everything that's happened in, you know, Loki's time. And so not only there's that, but then there's Marvel Legends, which comes out the week before. I haven't even watched. I'm glad I didn't. I have not watched that episode uh, because I know what it's going to have. Right. It's going to have, you know, Thor, Thor, the Dark World, Avengers, all that stuff. Well, guess what? If you're like me and you skipped that Marvel Legends, this episode has you covered because they rehash everything that Loki has done the entire time through clips. So uh, I don't again, I don't know if I don't want it to come off as a diss. But I just feel like I know Marvel trusts us in figuring things out. Like if you were someone who just came out of a rock from under a rock and put this episode on, you'd be like, awesome. I'm caught up. I know exactly what happened with Loki. But if you were the kind of person who watched Marvel Legends and watched every single clip coming out, which I I didn't, but I'm just saying if you were that person, maybe you'd be a little frustrated by seeing that of like you're wasting precious uh, TV time showing like the all the Avengers clips, all the Thor, the Dark World clips, the Infinity War clips, the Endgame clips. And it's like, we saw those already. So again, not not that much of a diss, just more of like, Disney just really likes hammering that stuff in. Like, hey, in case you forgot, in case you, you know, have a 10 second memory, like here's another reminder that Loki killed his mom. So actually that was cool. I, I didn't realize Loki was the one who killed his mom. Uh, I guess just because I had missed that in it. And I, I guess we'll say there too, Uh, Before we dive in, obviously, we're going to be talking about spoilers for this entire episode. So if you've not seen it, pause this, go watch the episode or keep listening and forget about it, just like Disney expects you to. So uh, that's we'll dive right in, though. Uh, Let me ask you this, though. Did you feel that same way? As far as uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like catching up with everything, I I, there was no need. I I eat this stuff up. Right. Yeah. I mean. I, I just think it's for the people like they, they still have to they still have to like be prepared to to do something for somebody that that's brand new to the stuff like if you if you're just now catching up then that Marvel Legends stuff is is good to to see what happened with the character because you know there's still there's surprisingly there's still a lot of people out there that that have not heard of this stuff or, or haven't watched anything and you got to catch them up to speed. And, and, but, so. but, you're, but you're right. You're right about how, how the episode goes. Like you, you, you didn't have to watch anything like Legends or any of that stuff to, to 
get the gist of this, you know, they I mean they they did take you back to the end game scene where he gets the tesseract and they give yep. you kind of like the the you no know, this is your life thing with the, with the uh the holographic uh film and all that. So that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean honestly, I feel like this is the only instance and who knows what happens in the future, but this is like the only instance where you didn't need a Loki Marvel Legends because the show itself and the TVA is the perfect foil for like a clip show of like, right. hey, we have your whole life on recording. Check it out. Like to me, that's awesome. You would you don't need to have it as a Marvel Legends episode. But again, you're right. I mean, there's people who maybe they need to see it twice. Then they watch it on Marvel Legends and go, oh, that's right. That's right. When they see it in the show. So, but that, like you said, that's the beginning of it. And I think I think I want to talk more about like our thoughts and feelings than kind of going through the episode shot for shot, just because. And I say that, but I think we'll end up doing it anyway. But yeah, the show does start with the uh, the exact clip from Endgame. I think I saw something somewhere saying that the part with Captain America was redone, that he mm-hmm. says like a different line or something, which I thought was kind of cool. But that's the opening. And then we get the really cool Marvel Studios shot. I like that they didn't do the fanfare. I also like that they uh, they turned it green too. I thought that was pretty cool. Right, with the, with the gold trim. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was that pretty cool. nice. And I, I, I think you might have mentioned this, but I, I, as I watched it the second time, I was like, ooh, the, the show opens up with Loki flying uh, through the air from uh-huh. the sky into the sand. Right. Identical to Iron Man when right. he falls yep. out of the sky and leaves from the cave. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think maybe we had talked about that last night, but uh, I thought it was cool. Even, even the debris around Loki, which right. is from like his mask and whatnot, like all of it broken on the sand and on the ground was just fantastic. He lands in the Gobi desert in Mongolia. He used the Tesseract to transport him. Honestly, it seems like he just said anywhere, but here, and it took him to, you know, the most desolate place far as far away from the Avengers as possible. And uh, just as he's getting up to try and declare his reign against a very small Mongolian yeah. uh, village, the TVA shows up and we get our first glimpse at Wunmi Musaku as Hunter B-15. She comes out of a cool portal. And I, I love this part too, just because he leaves the Tesseract just sitting in the sand. And I love mm-hmm. that he was just like, when he's talking to people, he's like, all right, never mind." And then he like runs over there. That's mine. And I, I'm like, dude, you should have held it in your hand. Like, why did you even let it be on the ground for a second? If you think it's this crazy thing, but I, I loved this. It, it felt like a cold open of who yeah. the TVA is. Cause you're, I was like, you know, again, we kind of knew from the clips, but it was like, Oh, whoa, here they are. Like, how are they going to explain things? And they don't explain anything in that first scene. They're just like, all right, you're coming with us for crimes against the sacred timeline. And he's like, I've had a really long day. I don't want to deal with this. And she smacks him with uh, her little stick yeah. and makes him go one sixteenth of the speed, which was great. I thought yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah. And then she says, reset the timeline. And they drop a little thing in the sand and then they leave. So we actually don't see, and I was going to ask you about this if you had any uh, opinions on it. Mm-hmm. We don't see in this episode what resetting the timeline does like the the reset charges that they use all we see is a little bit of something coming like what is it that it does does it does it put everything back to how it was supposed to be the minute before like is loki now back like what is it that it's doing i think i think it's a, it's a like uh, let me let me start by saying like i don't think like i know i'm skipping ahead a little bit but yeah, no, i don't think fine. the tva is as as like at least I, I guess i'll say altruistic as they make themselves out to be like I don't, I don't think I think I think there there's 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 a reason that there's one one timeline like one yeah. sacred timeline they call yeah. it. I think I think there's a reason behind that that it it, it, it feels kind of unnatural. Like like it feels it feels like you can't make your own choices and you don't you're, you don't you don't even know that you're not making your own choices. It feels like you're you're on a you're on a a, a cruise ship with, you know and you're you're just along for the ride. And no matter, you know, if, if you make the wrong choice, somebody's going to come along and and clip a branch. Just like, like in Endgame, they, 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 you know, clip the branches and try try to keep the timelines from branching out too much. Yeah. So the, the TVA is not not all this cracked up to be to me. That That's all I'm saying. Like, like with, with, with I think Loki's here to, like, introduce chaos. And, and, and it, it needs to be chaotic because, like, you know, you talked about last night. Some, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you talk about about it. But some of the stuff you talked about is meant to happen, 
and I think I think that this 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 organization or this these entities are are messing with natural order. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I know exactly what you're going to say. So I'll I'm going to speed up to that spot because there's a couple cool callouts for when he gets uh, he so he's taken into intake in in the TVA, and uh, it looks exactly like the DMV, which is fantastic. Everything about <laughs> that is amazing, and I think that actually lends credence to what you're saying too, because they could have picked anything. They could have had the TVA be like uh, like sword where you walk in and it's like clean cut glass, everything. They purposely made this look like, you know, a garbage dump sort of place. I mean, it looks nice, but like, it looks like the DMV. Yeah. Like you're getting and processed. Exactly. And, and to yeah. me that screams uh, re- reinvention in that sense of like, they've been doing this for an undisclosed amount of time and they are like the DMV. They're super suck in their ways there uh it takes forever to get i mean it seems like things go by quite pretty quickly there but you know what i mean like it's 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 ripe for disruption right and i think loki is that perfect person for it uh there's a bit when they're coming in that a scroll variant actually gets uh taken in intake i noticed that the second time uh they right. didn't mention anything before i think uh and i don't know if i'm wrong or not we'll see it's just a guess but i think that robot is herbie uh, from the fan- I don't know if it's Herbie, but I swear I've seen that comic that in the comics before. Like a, it's a yellow robot that has that face. I think it's Herbie from the Fantastic Four, but it's like they've reimagined it a little bit, which is cool. Okay, I thought it was cool. Um, sign here. Oh, and then yeah, he goes through all the trippy stuff. Uh, sign here that this is everything you've ever said. Like what? And then uh, he gets his photo taken of his temporal aura, which again, right. like. I was like, oh, and I, he's like, what does that even mean? And I was like, cool, we'll get an explanation. And he's like, no, you need to go go through. And I was like, oh, they're not even going to explain what that is. So you know that's going to come up later, something about what why it's so important to have photos of, of temporal auras. I mean, I probably just bought the variants. But then also uh, confirming that they're not, uh, he's not a robot or, you know, some kind of life model decoy who wouldn't know that they're a robot. And then he literally takes a ticket like he's waiting in line at the DMV. <laughs> And uh, while he's doing that, and so that's what we'll, we're getting to, is Miss Minutes shows up and does is a cartoon clock who uh, gives this like, so you think you shouldn't be here type of speech. Welcome to the DMV or the TVA. And, uh, and so, I, and this is where, and I, I wrote it all down because I, I think there's so, this to me, this is when my mind was completely blown. This was actually the moment when I said that this is my favorite show. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. Like, it's only the first episode, but long ago, there was a vast multiversal war, literally first sentence. And you're like, holy crap and crud. That is insane. Like they have just given us so much story in just one sentence. Like what happened in this war? Who was fighting in this war? How did the war get stopped? Countless right. unique timelines battled each other for supremacy, nearly resulting in the total destruction of everything. And yeah, like I said, Sounds very similar to another type of war, uh, but all, the all-knowing timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by reorganizing the timelines into one, the sacred timeline. The timekeepers protect and preserve the proper flow of time. People veer off the timeline the keepers created. Those are the variants. Stepping off the path creates a nexus, which I thought was an interesting call out too from WandaVision. Uh, a nexus event, which, if left unchecked, could branch off into madness, uh, which is, yeah. right? Very, very interesting. Into a yep. multiverse of madness <laughs> leading to another multiversal war. Uh, yeah. To make sure that that doesn't happen, the Keepers created the TVA and all of its incredible workers uh, to, to kind of keep that in line. And then it says TVA for all time, always. Yeah, there was, I mean, we could just talk the whole rest of the episode about this piece because pretty much, yeah, is what, what stuck. So, yeah, like I had said, this is instant, uh, com- for me, this is instant confirmation of Secret War. Not only that, uh, you could argue that there was, there was an ancient Secret War, uh, some sort of one that I'm sure you could have some badass clips in a movie of a, as a flashback of like, Kind of like when they showed Odin in Thor fighting when he was younger, sort of like, oh my, that would be insane. But when they're specifically saying multiverse and madness and saying that's going to lead to a multiversal war, at the same time, you've got people who have said 
that the doc, doctor strange in the multiverse of madness and i think we've even said that of like that's the movie that's going to set up what the you know what the big movie is for this phase and mm-hmm. uh we had talked about loki too of like now loki is basically doing that like loki is setting the stage for these movies to that way you can watch the movie and you don't have to learn about the TVA. You already know they exist. So you're skipping all of that setup and you can just dive into whatever it is that's happening in there. You've got, obviously she's, he's recruiting Scarlet Witch and then you've got America Chavez in there who is a multiversal hopper in a sense. Uh, And I could totally see something happens at the end of that movie where it goes really wrong and maybe that's because of Spider-Man Far From Home, or not Far From Home, No Way Home. Maybe something in there too kind of bleeds into it, but that's the perfect setup for Secret War. And that is the, and everyone has talked about that, right? Like Joe and Anthony Russo said, yeah. hey, that's what we would come back to direct is Secret War. Uh, everyone is saying it and it makes total sense because when you put that movie on, that's Marvel's chance to introduce as many new characters as they can and want. You get Miles Morales from his alternate universe, Spider-Gwen if you wanted to. And again, maybe they're doing that in Spider-Man, but um, any, literally anything that you can think of, like who's a character that you'd go, oh, it'd be cool if that person was a guy or if that person was a girl, like throw in whatever you want. You're going to get it from Secret War. So just mind-blowing. What, what, what were your thoughts when you heard, you heard that stuff? Oh, man, I just... I just thought that this is this is the setup for like what we were talking about, like multiverse stuff, like what they're doing with Loki. I, I think it's inevitable that that this sacred timeline is going to get broken up. Oh, Honestly, yeah. I, I think I think like the the whole clipping a branch thing, like an Endgame and all that stuff, like it's it's supposed to happen that way. It's supposed to happen, like and then they're match, they're messing with natural order. So this is going to bring about like you said, multiverse of madness. Uh, I remember what like mentioned like they mentioned in one part like when he's talking to Owen Wilson when they're looking out over the city, like Loki says this is a nightmare and he says that's another department you know like thinking about nightmare from Doctor Strange. Ooh yeah, good great call out. So yeah, it it this this is this is where you start to like you say get like implications of, of multiverse like like with with uh, uh, No Way Home and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a good it's a great setup. And, and again, you're getting this setup in a cartoon, like mm-hmm. a cartoon on the TV, which is crazy. But yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Excuse me that uh, I, I don't again, I don't know how the show's going to play out, but we're certainly going to uh, predict how it will play out as this episode goes. <laughs> but uh, I could totally see when, when you think about it, too. And I lo- like I loved WandaVision because of what what a high concept it was of like, mm-hmm. how is she? You know, you're trying to figure out how she's doing it and whatnot, but you're never really having to think yourself besides like talking about grief and same, same with Falcon, the winter soldier. There's really nothing there in terms of like huge existential stuff. Obviously you have everything regarding race, which is amazing in that, but that's more grounded and in real world. But the, the theme, what it seems like of this episode is existential in terms of like, it's really hard to grasp it in its entirety because you go, okay, the, the timekeepers, they they agree that this is how time should work. This is how the timeline should go, and they and they say, and I guess we're we're diving into this bit, but um, oh yeah, yeah, and we'll come back to Mo- Mobius' stuff. I'm just gonna jump right to it, but yeah. So he's you know he's getting heard at the by uh, and her name is uh, Gugu Mbatha Ra playing Ravana Renslayer. Uh, right. and I thought she did great. She doesn't have a lot of screen time, but I loved her interaction with. Uh, um, with Owen Wilson, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's explaining to, to Loki because he's she, she's like, do you even know why you're here? And he's like, I'm assuming it's because of the Avengers. Like they went back in time to try and stop me, my ascent. And it's like, dude, you are so good yeah. to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. But he's like, but he's legitimately correct. He's like, they came back in time and disrupted the timeline. And she's like, that was supposed to happen. So to me, Again, existentially, if that's supposed to happen, then everything is supposed to happen. And, and at this point, my argument would be the timekeepers are hanging on by a thread, literally the, the thread of one timeline. Because if if the Avengers were supposed to go back and we trust that the MCU timeline obviously is canon, Loki mm-hmm. is always going to get the Tesseract at the end of Endgame now. Like th- no matter where you go in the timeline, 
he's going to be there and he's going to get um, turned into a variant, right? So you could argue that he is supposed to be a variant and he is supposed to be at the TVA and he is supposed to be wrecking whatever he's going to be wrecked. Obviously he's going to wreck something and maybe he ends up being the, the first, you know, finger out of the dike of the water breaking in terms of the timeline. Well, that's supposed to happen though, right? Because he was a variant and he got caught and everything is going according to the timelines plan of him getting clipped. So I don't know. I just feel like there's a very deep argument to be had that they have a very flimsy grasp on their time. And I'm not saying Marvel, I'm saying the timekeepers, like they're all that needs is one Loki to ruin that timeline and cause something like that. Like, I just feel like that's what's coming. Yeah. I, I, I feel what you're saying. I, I think, I think it's more about just any type of entity person or timekeeper is trying to, trying to, uh, control natural order and it, it it's always going to fall apart some way shape or form oh yeah so well, that's so the with, point with of this Loki, episode though right with what yes. Loki talks about with the form of control right so in, in any any type of way you think you got it under control but eventually it always finds its way to to chaos and this is what he's doing like i don't i don't know if it's it's meant to happen like that but it, it, it's like loki's mischievous enough and he's smart enough to 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 elude these guys so you got different variants like it, it, i don't think it's supposed to happen because like you know in, in end game like when they're when they're clipping the branches or whatever i don't know if they're really clipping any branches because the stuff still happens right the stuff still happens and you've got you've got where you know but they're back in 2012 and, oh, and the avengers show up yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they've never gone back and fixed it so that loki wouldn't have gotten the text i see what right. you're saying. i see what yeah you're saying. Okay. The, the branches never really get clipped they go back and bring bring the stone back to where it where, where they first grabbed it from or is yeah. it really clipping the branch it's not it, it, it that stuff still happened in a varying timeline hmm. which is what happened in this one but you know like like they never went back and gave up the gave the tesseract back like loki took it so that's why this one is like something that they they need to monitor oh yeah I mean, it, it, yeah it goes so far to say that again i i feel like you know he is supposed to be there because if it had been any other instance in any other time he would have been clipped just like the mm -hmm. guy in front of him at line, which brings, right. brings us back to the scene that happened before it, which is Mobius and his crew show up um, in, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, but is it, it a in province, uh, AIX, AIX pro in province, France in 1549. Yeah. Uh, they're at a church and the TVA, there's some TVAP, some Minutemen who are dead. And this, I, I really wanted to dive into this with you as well. Cause I, I want to try and understand uh, why it Loki is doing this because they say this is this and, and I'm pointing this out because he says this is the sixth attack in the last week that is it that is bu busy work in my eyes that they know of and it seems like he's taking the reset charges because they mm -hmm. said you know he couldn't they didn't get a reset charge and he was like no they didn't and it's gone and then you see at the end of the episode the guy's trying to do the reset and he grabs him before he could do it. Why is he gathering reset charges? Again, I don't understand the full scope of what happens when you use a reset charge because they haven't shown it yet, but there's got to yeah. be something there. Like they, there's no reason they didn't mention that. I think, I think the reset charges, they literally clipped the branch, which is why like you see Owen Wilson kind of like soothing the kid back in that in France, he's kind of soothing the kid and he tells him, you know, you don't want to be here. I, I, I guess so he's what does being it do warm. Then? Does it just it, it, wipe it, it away? Kill, it kills the timeline. It kills everything. I think and it kills everything in that timeline. They they set that charge. Oh, and, and, that branch, like, oh, and it resets it back to the moment of. It kills how it. could you it, prevent it from happening again? Uh, I don't know. You just have to be there. Like they they, they see these little temporal variances in, in time, so they show up. That's when they show up. They can monitor that stuff because it you know it's all one. It's all one sacred timeline, and that's that's another thing too. Like you ever you watch him when he's looking at that that little monitor he has, yeah. Like you see the time curve. They they got they have to make sure they they clip it before it goes into red, yeah, right? Because it's got it's got that gauge. So maybe maybe when it goes into red, they can't control it. They can't do anything about it. It it becomes it becomes its own thing that they can't control. Right. It becomes a thing that they can't control. Like I guess we'll find out later on, but that that that's pretty much what it is. Like like. They have they have to try to clip that branch before it gets too big, so they they come with those charges and like 
it basically kill everybody. Like, like it's a split. It's, it's just like the a choice you make here and a choice you make there it becomes a different universe. It's different, right. you, you know, you've, I've, I've heard that a bunch of times, like, oh. you know, a, a, a different dimension or a different uh, universe is just basically a choice you make. Like you could have, you know, yeah, that's not going to work, work thing. Right. Right. So that's what it is. Like they're, they're trying to keep everything in order to the way they see fit. And if you if you get to it at a certain time, which is what they have, what they have those little little gauges for, yeah. maybe they can they can kill it before it becomes something that they can't control. Yeah, that's I why mean, they have those charges. And, Lo and Loki Loki's just introducing chaos, or he's he's figuring that hey, this is what's supposed to happen. Like, and and his methods like look kind of like brutal because he's like killing oh, people. Yeah. Like it's a it's a it's basically starting off as a murder mystery, but you're trying to figure out what's going on. So yeah. I, I think I think that's what it is, man. Like like, and and like the the whole thing about this the six six attacking week in a week. Like he says that time works differently. So what what does it matter? Like as far as like how many it happened in a week. I like guess that, that's true because if they're all yeah. happening at different time periods, mm -hmm. they would be not. They would be completely unrelated in the right. in the flow of time. You know, and Correct. that brings up another piece too. Uh, so with these timekeepers saying that they have ultimate control over this timeline. Obviously, we know we know why is because they are trying to protect this timeline. What is it about the timeline that they're trying to protect is what I, I would want to know, because, you know, yeah. they would say, well, we're trying to protect another multiversal war. And it's like, OK, but that's also like that's pretty crazy that that's what, you, what it is, because, you know, everyone always there's always an angle. So mm -hmm. it's like, what what is it specifically about this sacred timeline that is benefiting you, that is benefiting the timekeepers? Like, is there something that happens in 4000 AD that is, you know, like everything that's happening in this main timeline is what they want to happen or they're allowing to happen. You mm -hmm. see all the, and this goes back to the whole God question of like, all the people that died in Avengers or that died in Sokovia, all of that was supposed to happen, but why are you letting people die? Like, what is the true purpose of having that one timeline? Maybe it's as simple as what they're saying, but I feel like there's going to be a confrontation at some point, last two episodes or whatever, where Loki confronts the timekeepers and gets some answer. And it's, again, a madness type of answer where it's like, oh, that is not what I was expecting they would say sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's just, like I said, I feel like, it makes sense there's three of them though because it's like they're all kind of working together sort of thing it's not an omnipresent person it's three of them but i also wouldn't be surprised if it was one person who broke themselves into three pieces sort of thing to make it look like they're they're bipartisan sort of thing yeah we won't know we just like i said we're just yeah. going off miss minutes who's, who's basically just like a propaganda cartoon yeah literally yeah so, absolutely yeah. um so when he when uh, mobius is back there in uh, france uh, yeah, he meets that little kid in there and he asks the kid, uh, who did this to you? And she points to a devil on the mural. Um, I know everyone's calling it out, so we've got to do it here. No, it's not Mephisto. Mm -hmm. But, but, but did you notice that the tongue of the demon is blue? I did not. Nope. Yeah. So in the, wow. in the mosaic or whatever, it, it, I, it, ha it can only be a tongue. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense otherwise why it's blue. Uh, but the blue piece makes sense for Loki, obviously, because he is blue. But um, she she like smiles and her teeth are blue. And he's like, how'd you get that? And she hands him like a pack of gum called Kablooey. And he says, like, scan this for temporal stuff. And the guy's like, yeah, we're not going to get anything. He's like, we'll try anyway. But again, more more mystery of like, why is Loki giving candy to kids? I guess it makes sense when you say it that way. But because uh, he's a mischievous scamp, but uh, I don't know. I just like, where did he even get that pack of gum? Because it's not, that is not normal gum. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he came up with it in a different very time variation. You, oh, you, know, know, you, you got, you got all the time and you got all the time in the world to create it, create your own stuff. Right. So do you think Kang's helping him? <laughs> that would be crazy. But nah, how, I don't, I don't how is he going? How is he going all these different places? I don't know. That, that that's that's the thing like how, how how is it in the first place that these different timelines interact and have a have a war in the first place that's what i right. was thinking when you're watching the uh the miss minutes thing yeah i mean it's 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 psychotic again it i and i think i said this like immediately was like we are not going to be able to comprehend the power of this episode for probably like a year and a half 
because there is wow. so much in here. Like the whole, again, I keep going back to it, but like there was a whole multiversal war before mm-hmm. every single MCU movie. That to me, that's a hundred more movies you could make about different worlds and people who are doing their thing and something happens. And mm-hmm. then you've got the MCU and then you've got a whole nother multiversal war that's going to be coming in the future. And right. it just, they're, they just, they gave us so much. They're so, they they finally gave us what we wanted. Um, so he then, you know, they say, Hey, we got something for you, Mobius. You may want to see this. And it's, it's the file for Loki. A couple cool call outs there. Uh, Loki is listed as gender fluid, which is awesome because that means we are definitely going to be seeing lady Loki. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if the bad, the bad Loki is lady Loki. Like that would be super cool if yeah. you know, he has to fight that as a villain. Um, but then also, uh, what is her name? Ravana says uh, he is variant L1130 and that he, this is, I guess, for anyone who's planning a trivia night, uh, sequence violation that he has, his sequence violation is 72089. I don't know if that's a specific date of a birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not Tom Hiddleston's though, because I think he's older than 1989. Uh-huh. Uh, but he pleads not guilty and he talks about all that Avengers stuff. Uh, but then, yeah, um, I just love the interaction that uh, Mobius has with Ravana, where he says, I feel like I'm always lo- looking at yeah. you. I like it. It's yeah. appropriate. Uh, he's just, he was so good. And I'll call this out now, too. The writing on this show was absolutely incredible. The um, This actually, and that's what the next bit is here. And so you kind of hinted at it, but I, this might have been one of my other favorite scenes is they, they're walking away. Mobius gets what he wants. He wants Loki at this point. We don't know why, but we kind of already know why. And uh, they're walking outside and he gets to view the grandiosity of the TVA, which looks kind of like a microverse quantum realm type of place. Again, we don't know where this is. It obviously exists outside of time, Uh, but I don't, I mean, I'm very curious to see, you know, they're going to dive into it. They didn't, they didn't show all of that to just like never talk about it again. But Loki says, uh, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. And he says, I'll show you where my desk is. You can start there. And then, you know, he's looking out at everything. And he says, uh, uh, oh, and also, too, this part, we get a good swell of music. The mm, re- yeah. really can start hearing the soundtrack and, and seeing how unique it is. Uh, he says, this can't be real. And uh, he says, it is. And unfortunately, so is the paperwork. But good tinder for your fire. Yep. Well, come on. And then he goes, this place is a nightmare. And he says, that's another department. Now that department, I'll help you burn down. Like that dialogue is, is pitch perfect. Like you're, you're getting so much comedy, but also character development in such a short amount of time of like he, oh, and that they really picked the perfect person with Owen Wilson because he is so good at saying really smart things but not looking smart sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like when he's in the place and, and they're talking about, he, he says, uh, this is a, what does he say? He goes, the, the TVA is, the timekeepers have constructed a really elaborate circus. And yeah. I see the clowns are all playing their part. And he goes, ah, you're a big metaphor guy. I like it. it makes you sound <laughs> yeah. super smart. And he's like, I am smart. And he goes, I know. And I just, I, I love how he, he so easily deflects anything that Loki says. Like, he could diss him at any point in time. He'd just be like, I, don't, I know, like, I, this is my own path. I choose my own path. Sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, man, this is, it's just so good. Like I was hanging on to every word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but then, yeah, we get what uh, I would say now is the third therapy set. We, we're getting therapy sessions in all of the, uh, um, the new Disney plus shows now with uh, him and uh, Loki talking in the cell and again, he's literally just asking him questions. He says uh, his job is to pursue dangerous variants. And he says, well, first question, when you get out, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to finish what I started. I'm going to claim my throne. And I love what Mobius said. He said, why does someone with so much range just want to rule? So, again, you're, you're fitting so much in just a sentence because that implies that he knows, obviously he knows a lot about Loki and that means that he's seen Loki do things other than rule because he knows right. like you're meant for more than that. So what does he know? Uh, well, I don't know. Like, like maybe he's like assigned to the case of trying to find the, all these other variants of him. So like, yeah, he, he knows more than he's letting on, but oh, I guess sure. he's just he's interviewing this one, trying to nail whoever this is they're looking for. Yep. So, Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and then this is where, and I, like I said, especially upon first watch, loved it, thought it was great. But even, but on the second watch, I was just like, Oh, here we go. Here's the clip show. Like I I've seen these scenes already. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, but we get, we get a lot of good dialogue again from those scenes where uh, Mobius says, you're really good at doing awful things and then getting away. Like you always are able to get away. And he says, what can I, what can I say? I'm a mischievous scamp. But, uh, but I think there's more to it than that because, you know, he, he technically is getting away from death in this, you know, in this show because he's not dead, but then he gets away in the Avengers. He gets away in Thor, the dark world. He gets away in Thor. Like he's constantly getting it, getting away with it. And it's, he makes a lot of really interesting call outs on Loki's character that Loki has no defense for. Like he's speechless. He doesn't know what to say. Yeah. I like, like, I like the, 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 even the title of the episode, like, you know, uh, what is glor- glorious, glorious purpose. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Owen Wilson even calls it out. Like, like you basically, you're setting up glorious purpose for everybody else, not yourself. And I, th- I think that's what he's, what he's trying to give him. Without, he's, without he's actually give him glorious purpose. Yeah, like he, he could he could do so much and and with with these guys maybe that's what he's trying to give him because he can't go back. Like he, there's no yeah. way he can go back to the timeline now. They're trying they're trying to clip the branch and and, and start over. He he can probably just exist here where he's at now and and help out. Maybe yeah, that'd be actually kind of cool. Would be like you know he lives there forever sort of thing as a as right. an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and at that point, that's when he says, uh, Loki says it in anger at the timekeepers. He says, you know what this place is? It's an illusion, a cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear, a desperate attempt at control. And that is what it is, right? I mean, these timekeepers are there in, in, at the end of the day, too. Again, getting into that deep discussion, time itself is an illusion. Like the only right. way we know about time is through measurement, right? Like a clock, a, a digital clock, the computer, the clock on your computer. Like if there were no clocks, you would never know what time it is unless you had it. You have to have a sundial. Like you have to have a different tool to measure it because we can't perceive it. So I love that call out. It's an illusion and it's a, it, it seems like it is a trick it seems like they're pulling some kind of trick and it's a desperate attempt at control but then yeah. obviously flipped on him because that's literally the and that's what i love about it too is like you know how they always say like who's who's your worst enemy Just yourself yeah right and so, so the tva is identical to loki they're the exact same person they're they're obviously different but like their reasons for doing things are the exact same so who else would be the best disruptor to that than yourself sort of thing. So right. that's, I, I think is really interesting. I wouldn't even be surprised. Oh, whoa, whoa, this is wild. <laughs> but why beware wild speculation. The uh, timekeepers are Loki. Okay. Maybe I like it. again, I, I like don't it. I just popped into my head, but like, it would make sense if they are the same person, like he would be the one to want to control time to make sure that he gets the best outcome by the end of it. Oh yeah. But it's just like, like you were saying, like, of course, he can call out what it is because he basically tries to do the same thing, which is what they talk about later on in, in the episode, like like what you were saying. He, he's basically able to identify what the TVA is as an illusion because he, like, he does the same thing in Avengers and, and, and Dark World, all that. So, Yep. And uh, and then he even calls out in this point what, what you had just said. But he so he says, you were born to cause pain and suffering and death. It's how it always has been, how it always will be, uh, all so that others can achieve their best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is an instance of them not showing a lot, because at, when he said that, the first thing that I thought of was Infinity War, of him right. giving himself up for his brother and in, in doing so, you know, allowing his brother to live. And obviously, you know, it all went to bunkus by the end of it, but like, he right. he did that then he he saved or didn't he do something kind of heroic at the end of Thor the Dark World and he sort of does something really good at the end of Thor Ragnarok and like same mm-hmm. thing with the creating the Avengers like it, it it really was an interesting again like self reflection on Loki of like dang like is that all that I'm good for yeah like like he like he's he's a catalyst for a lot 
So yep. like he he started he started you know he didn't start it by himself, but if he if he never would have grabbed the test rack in the first place, you wouldn't have Infinity War. Like Thanos doesn't get the uh, space stone. Yeah, and you know like like he, if he if he doesn't try to rule Midgard slash Earth, you don't get the Avengers in the first place. If he doesn't try to set Thor up and 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 get the Frost Giants to to invade Asgard, Thor would have never went to Earth in the first place. He would never got banished. They would never had the uh, the enchantment on the hammer. Yeah. All kinds of stuff, man. I mean, it's, it's literally all... like it's all, and it it's weird because you know that's that's what he is struggling with in this is he does have glorious purpose, but there are just those types of people who are in that regard literally a supporting character for others. And mm-hmm. when you are told by somebody like the TVA that that is your role that sucks. But at the same time, like if you do give yourself enough introspection, like what a cool role to have that you, you you see the power from others. You get to see others rise up because of what you've done. And it's really hard for him to grasp though, because he's so narcissistic, but like, that's a cool thing to be that kind of person that builds other people up, that creates these glorious purposeful moments that people have. I think, I think it's not just, so much narcissism but being overlooked too because you got to remember like like oh, he, he realizes like you know he's not fit to rule and and whatnot or he he's overlooked by thor so he he, he wants he wants his glorious purpose because like he's been second fiddle for his whole life you know so so i don't know it, it could it could be more than just that i mean you're 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 nailing it because that's it's Again, you don't think about it too much. Like in Avengers, when he shows up and says, I'm burdened with glorious purpose, you're like, damn, that's a cool line. But now with the show, you look at that line and say, he's saying that because he has never felt like he's had purpose. And now that he's in this role, he's trying to give himself that purpose by saying, hey, you know, I'm burdened with this glorious purpose. And it's like, dude, no, you're not. Like, you're you're going to just help other people out. And I, he even had a line too where he said something like, you aren't trying to schmooze uh, somebody who's in power before you try and like, basically like what he was doing with Thanos, where it was like, I'm going to do everything you say. And he, I'm, Loki for sure had intentions after that to probably try and beat Thanos. But uh, yeah, I just, again, that the best kind of show, right? Where it enhances the, uh, the prior things that came before it. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep. So then Loki escapes, uh, hunt, the hunter comes in and kind of ruins everything in that regard, but you know what? It's probably supposed to happen that way. And Loki uh, somehow, you know, he escapes, he sneaks out and goes into sort of the evidence room i think is what they're trying to make that out to be and casey is in there the guy who uh took him in for intake and we get another giant easter egg dump when loki says give me the tesseract casey or i'm gonna gut you like a fish and he opens the drawer and there are just multitudes of and i i paused it to see if i could see anything else you got all those infinity stones that are worthless right now, both because the TVA renders power moot, but I also think it's because they're from different universes. And and as we know in the comics, the Infinity Stones only work in the universe that they are from. Uh, but also besides that, I saw across a photo, an old a war photo, an mm-hmm. old that Medal of Honor. It, I saw on there it said something Medal of Honor. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, a poker chip, maybe an arc reactor, a pineapple fruit bowl, maybe a knife. So probably not the craziest. I don't think there's going to be too much coming from that drawer. It's just a nice little tease. Uh, but I love that they said, yeah, we use those infinity stones as paperweights. And that's the moment that Loki, that it truly hits Loki of the, and he even says like the TVA is formidable. Like mm-hmm. he just realizes in that moment how small he is and how little he matters. Yeah, and uh, and then he gets taken back to his room. Well, no, they they try to catch him, and he uses his collar to reset himself back into the room. And then at that point, we get clip show number two, where he watches his entire life literally flash before his eyes. And that scene was uh, really emotional. Seeing him get so sad about his mom, and then finding out that he died, and all of that was just it, it, honestly, it was what he needed, though. I think. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I like that too. Like the 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 look forward. Like he's like this is a look. He you know like his interactions with Thor, and seeing you know uh, uh, Odin go away. That that's that's some cool stuff. 
Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. When he sees it, Odin too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, like he he starts to realize that's this is his purpose, like to inspire others to to do things, which is not a bad thing. Like you're saying, what is like looking at it like you're a catalyst for for great things. Like it, it doesn't happen without you, right? So yep. to, to, he think he thinks he's like doing stuff for himself, but which is which is like the thing about the timelines. Like he he's a catalyst for all these different things going on in different timelines. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. You might that I like that. So like he's doing that what he did in his own timeline and so many other timelines, and uh, in a sense, that is his glorious purpose is mm-hmm. that he builds other people up. Like he he's the guy that passes the ball to the person who slams dunk slam dunks the ball. Like mm-hmm. he is the unsung hero in that regard. Yep. Uh, the assist and, man. And oftentimes those people end up being villains because they're like, I want my time in the spotlight. Damn it. Correct. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so uh, from there though, we get the, the great part at the end too. And so then we get to the final piece of this episode where he says, I don't enjoy hurting people. Mm-hmm. I do it because I have to, because I had to, because it's part of the illusion. And he says it's a cruel elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. Uh, and, and Mobius says, I can't offer you salvation, but maybe I can offer you something better. Uh, and says there's a variant killing his Minutemen, and that variant is you. And Loki's eyes get really wide. And again, it was like, of course, you'd leave us with that at the end of this episode. Uh, but we do get to see Salina, Oklahoma in 1858. Uh, there's fire burning in a field. Cloak person is attacking the TVA. Uh, and stops them before they can use their reset button. And also we see in there a early third millennium shovel, which right. is super cool. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I would be curious to see if anyone else was like, who, like, who, who's that guy in the cloak? Like, that's, they that's a, that's a variant. Well, I know, but I'm saying like, did they purposely make it that way so that people be like, who is that? When it's like, that's Loki, right? it's it's loki but it's a different form like that they, they wouldn't they wouldn't go out of the way it. yeah they, they wouldn't go out of the way to make that person cloaked if you already know it's it is a, a variant of loki but they're still trying to keep the mystery and try you know because remember he he can change it will like he can change it whoever it will so yeah and, and, and like i said there, there's more going on to what what we're just getting we're just getting dropped into it and what the tva is telling us we're just taking taking them at their word we don't oh. know exactly what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I kind of looked this up too we were, uh, after we watched it. Like you, you would think it was just like the, him using that shovel was the reason to bring the TVA in, but it, it's uh, they discovered oil in that part of Oklahoma in 1859. So he went there purposely to to cause a uh, deviation in time to to mess with these these agents. Do you like think it was double double bladed in that sense, though, because he uses uh, he or she uses the uh, the oil as fire mm-hmm. to burn them all? So was it a trap in that sense? Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to wonder. Like, is it is it more about just causing chaos? Like, do you really have to like kill people? That, or does, exactly. Do, do, do right. like, so what it? is it? Is it a trick? Is he is he doing this to just get them to come to this time? Because again, it's it, it's like, oh, this is routine. It's somebody who's trying to go back and win a lottery ticket sort of thing. But uh, when, when he lights the fire up and it goes everywhere, I was mean like, oh, that's why he came to the spot was like because the oil would burn. Mm-hmm. But did he just come to that spot because they knew like, oh, we'll go to this because it's just a routine sort of situation. Uh, like to me that's you know what it kind of like a a really good murderer right of like making it seem like it's just a routine that way you'd only send four minute men versus an entire squadron or whatever that ends up being i don't i don't know i mean okay so if if he does it enough times if 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 you do it enough times you don't have enough people to stop it like you you purposely cause a variant in time and then steal those those uh the, the what you call it I'm, I'm already forgetting what they're called the <laughs> reset button. the reset yeah the reset things you, you steal those and and it, it once once you get to a certain point maybe you can't stop it anymore maybe you can't clip a branch and that's what he's trying to do like you you, you take you he take want, them out. yeah like it's like i want to see the world burn right or you want you want you want to cause this 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 multiverse yeah. it, it, it it has it has to happen 
you and know, maybe they've seen it. Maybe they are from the third the third millennium, and they've seen it. Maybe, again, maybe Kang is helping this this Loki by saying, "Hey, I know what's going to happen. I've lived it. The TVA is uh, a farce, like they're an illusion. They are causing something three thousand years in the in the future that is going to completely ruin everything, and we have to stop it." Like I could easily see it being, "Oh, you think this other Loki is a bad guy." But this Loki is also actually an anti-hero in that regard of like, they're actually trying to do some good. We just right. don't know what that good is yet, but mm-hmm. a lot to think about. A lot. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot to lot to speculate, think about it. it it's, it's really fun, man. Like, like I said, hands down, this is, and as much as I love those other shows, this is the best one so far. Yeah. From the start. So yeah, absolutely. I really hope I, and that's all we can hope for is that these other episodes are just as good give us uh, some good information diving into I like what you said too, is like, we're, this one's from the TVA. So, you know, I hope that there's an episode of like, you realize the TVA, like here's all the truth about the TVA sort of thing. Like, I, I hope they get to that point too, but yeah, lots of speculation. A lot of, there's gonna be a lot of speculation from the show. I think this is going to bleed into a lot of movies and uh, affect a lot of stuff. I even wonder, cause it's coming out in between black widow, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I doubt they're going to be connected, but it's very possible that they will be. No. I, well, we'll see. Yeah. Never say never, but it's like ninety nine percent sure. I Loki's <laughs> more for the like fantastical movies. I feel like if anything, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is what would lead into Black Widow, or there's yeah, a I, reference of Black Widow. I, th- I think Loki's more of the 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 like the like you said like the Guardians and Thor type. Yep. Uh, uh, cosmic cosmic MCU type ramifications and not not the 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 worldly stuff like even even wandavision because we you know we we (laughs) we try to go with the speculation on that show but it wound up being you know normal stuff so it it was was more more earth earth uh earth tone stuff not not the cosmic yep and this i love that this episode and clearly this show is telling you very early on that this is going in that direction because like showing the TVA, showing the giant city, all the talk about time. Like they are really diving into the crazy Marvel that we love. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Awesome. Well, that, that, and that wraps up the episode and they'll wrap up our episode. So uh, Robert, any final thoughts on, uh, on the show? Uh, I'm excited, man. This, this one, this one's really, really fun. And I, I can't wait to see what happens next. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Same here. Well, thank you so much for coming around. I appreciate it. Always fun to have you on. We always have great conversations. That I think will do it for us here at Comics and Cinema. So I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you at the TVA.